Welcome to the Lead in Davis podcast. Boo. Put a <laughs> lid on it. That's the name of the podcast. Do you why? L I D. Yeah. I see. Yeah. Yeah. I may. Yeah. yeah see, that. see <laughs> I, I may. I may have ruined the intro by always having these blank stares from people. Why? <laughs> I think I saw the title of it. Okay. That's yeah. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Put a lid on it. Oh, maybe yeah. I sent it in, in mm -hmm. an email. Yeah, okay. Well, welcome. And I want to welcome our guests to the Lead in Davis podcast. Put a lid on it. And uh, so our first guest, Libby Jacobson, uh, Dennis Ray, Courtney Geisler, and Kat Pomeroy. Did I get all that right? Yes, you, you got it. Right. Okay. Yes. All right. Um, you'd be amazed at how many times I, I just worked with, with Dave Thal, and I called him Dave Thal. You know, it's that kind of thing. I'm doing yeah. that a lot. So... Welcome. It's good to be with you today. We are going to begin by administering the Lead in Davis questionnaire, which has been scientifically orchestrated to peer into your souls. Perfect. So, okay. There was an orchestra involved? <laughs> there was an orchestra involved. Okay. Um, so well, let's begin with Libby. And each of you will have the opportunity to maybe be the first one that answers these questions. So we're going to ask, your, ask you to, by and large, be, be brief and to the point. So first question. Libby, if you had to choose one song that would play every time you walk into a room for the rest of your life, what would it be? We Are the Champions. We Are the Champions. By Queen. That's awesome. Yes. Okay, Dennis. <laughs> Dennis is laughing. Tempest. Tool. Nice. Courtney? Living on a Prayer. Bon Jovi. Nice. Oh, my gosh. This is like my worst nightmare question. <laughs> You're the last one, Kat. Come on. <laughs> all, all that came to mind was like uh, this classical Claire de Lune tune. Okay. Oh, I love that. So we got, we got Tool and we got Claire de Lune. Okay, that's excellent. Okay. Uh, you know, Courtney, do you know that Bon Joey never won a Grammy? Oh, it's so sad. It's ridiculous, right? Okay. His hair. Question number two. Dennis. Your favorite Christmas or birthday gift as a child? Ooh. So I had several of the same birthday gifts. I played baseball, and it was always okay. like a glove or like a new bat, mm. and those were always my favorites. I loved those. I Pretty much every year I could count on something like that for my birthday. It's hard to wrap a bat or a baseball glove and make it not look like a bat. Or a yeah, baseball. well, I would go pick it, so there was, okay. there was well, no surprise okay. there. <laughs> All right, Courtney, same question. All right, this is how I knew Santa was real. Because it was a pink Walkman. He put a tape in it, like a cassette tape. And I never told anybody that I wanted it. And I got it. And it just showed up. And, yeah. And it was the only Christmas pink Walkman ever created by Santa. I had a Walkman. Yellow was star awesome. sticker on it. It was pretty cool. Yeah. That was like from the future. <laughs> yeah, that cassette tape. Okay, Kat? Um, my favorite would probably be, it was more like an activity, like instead of receiving the gifts, like let's go out shopping together. That's always awesome. my favorite. Libby? So my mom worked at a veterinary hospital for years, and her boss gave me the best gifts. And she doesn't work there anymore. I don't know. Her name was Kay. But um, she gave me a dictionary, and I still have this dictionary. I don't know why I loved it so much, but it was so weird. We don't know either. <laughs> I think I, I was just like, what a gift. Like Anyway, I still remember that Christmas from Kay. That's awesome. So like a big legit dictionary. Like, a, with... like an old school dictionary. And I think I was like 10 years old. Wow. Do you have like a pedestal for it? Kind of like a yeah. magician I, book I think that's thing? a great idea. You were, you were meant to be an Actually, educator. Yeah. I, 
okay. written in the stars. And that's that's incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, Courtney, if you could have dinner with anyone from any time in history who is not a relative or a religious figure, who would it be? Hmm. Uh, Billy Idol. Oh I'm gonna go with Billy Idol. Wow. <laughs> Cat, Beethoven. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, Stravinsky. Um, Let's see. I'm trying to think of someone who has seen a lot. Um, And what came to my mind was uh, Queen Elizabeth has lived a very, very, very long life. Mm -hmm. And she has seen a lot. And it would be interesting to, like, have her perspective on her very long life. I bet she has a lot of opinions. I bet if you got her, yeah. you know, eating whatever, sure. some bangers and mash or whatever they eat, you know, she'd, <laughs> she'd tell you It would stories. also be entertaining because it's like, all right, bring it down a couple notches. <laughs> you know, in high school, I went to a dance one time. A girl asked me to, and I was wearing a Billy Idol t-shirt. And she said, can you change that? <laughs> it was a casual dance. Okay. I have a Billy Idol t-shirt. Libby? Um, Coach Bojack. He was my 11th grade AP psychology teacher, and he passed away about 10 years ago. Um, But he changed my life, and I didn't get to tell him that. And I really would love to sit with him because he was an amazing man. One of the things you said about him, because like Santa, I know what's (laughs) on your mind. You said he empowered me and made me feel like I could do anything I put my mind to. He did. He did. He changed my trajectory. Awesome. I have one of those. Dennis? <laughs> I, I, I didn't know I was, but thank you for the compliment. <laughs> um, I like the greats. I like Peter the Great. I like Alexander the Great. Either of them would be cool with me. Uh, I just think they've seen and done so much oh, yeah. s- grand scale of things. Both trained by famous philosophers, right? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty cool people. Yeah. Okay. Um, gosh, this is a doozy. I want to make sure I, we start with the right person. Cat, <laughs> um, hamburgers or pizza? Pizza. Courtney? Ooh, hamburgers. Burgers. Hamburgers. Okay. Well, how do you feel about yourself now? <laughs> I feel like I made the right decision. <laughs> I, I think I think we're about 50-50 on hamburgers and pizza over the extent of the podcast. So. Um, let's see. Uh, Dennis. What advice would you give to your 12-year-old self? Oh, that is a good question. Um, I think it would be not to worry about what other people think so much because uh, they you're not that important and they don't care. <laughs> not, not really to make them feel bad, but like you think when, you're, when I was young anyways, I would think like, oh my gosh, what are they going to say about my shoes? Like the, the knot's not right or like whatever it is that I'm doing. Is this stupid? Everybody thinks I'm stupid. I know they think I'm stupid. Um, I, I have think, a 14-year-old and that's literally the conversation every day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like I just think he could do with some of that. Don't worry about it so much, man. It'll be okay. Libby? I was not a very nice 12-year-old, so it would be to just be nice. Like, I I taught sixth grade for 12 years, and I taught 12-year-olds, and I told my students, anything you give me I deserve, because I was (laughs) rotten. And it took me until about ninth grade to, like, figure it out and just be nice to people and, and not be so judgmental. And it was almost like 
you kind of put up a wall to protect yourself. And so I was very self-conscious of, my, of me. And so you project that. And if you could just figure that out early on, your life is so much easier. Courtney? My motto is kind of similar to Olaf's in that <laughs> this is fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> um, I think it would just be to just keep going and don't give up. I like that you quote Olaf, and Thank then you. you also quote Nemo. Not Nemo, Dory. Just keep yeah. swimming. Just keep swimming. <laughs> Swim along. Excellent. Like your entire life focus is yeah. driven by Disney films, right? right. It's That's good. Good advice, Cat. Um, my 12-year-old self, I just I grew up in a military family, so we had just barely moved again um, to Virginia. But I would have to mirror what Dennis said: just be yourself, be confident. Uh, what other people are thinking or saying, it doesn't matter. Just be you. Excellent. Libby, if you weren't an educator, what would you be? A marine biologist. Wow. It was my fun. second dream. So fun. I might do it when I retire. I'll just go back to school and become a marine biologist or a crime scene investigator. <laughs> it's I, I watch a lot of crime yeah, shows. A lot of people so bury like... their, their people in the ocean, so maybe you could combine it too. Oh, that's a great idea. Millstones and everything. Yeah. <laughs> Dennis? Uh, I would do something in music. Like, I like to create it, but I also like to produce it. I like to help people. Like, I feel like I have a good ear, so I did say tool, but, like, just <laughs> listen. They're good. But, uh, no, I would do that, I think. No, I know I would do that. Okay. You know, our producer actually wrote the original the original music that's going to be our lead in music. Nice. And really captured what I think it is to, to be the put-a-lid-on-it podcast. So. <laughs> Uh, Courtney. Something with animals. And I always thought about being a dolphin trainer, which would be yeah. really we could totally cool. hang out. I know. Sea world. I knew we were supposed to be friends. <laughs> right now we're outnumbering the dolphins. So we're getting a, we're getting a lot of people that want to work with. You're not going to be able to do that. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Too many people. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I really love uh, putting logistics together, and I love events, so an event coordinator. Oh, wow. oh yeah. We need those. <laughs> Somebody's got to do yeah, it. In a big way. Do it. We need that in a big way. Sign okay. <laughs> um, Courtney, your house is on fire. Everything is safe, and you have the opportunity to save one item. What would it be? Um, pictures. Just all of them. All of all the pictures. They would be your one item. Yeah, like your scrapbook, your picture album. Okay. I don't know. Excellent, Dennis. My. Uh, Silver Bear's Les Paul standard would be in my hand. <laughs> Just unplug it from the amp. And it's out. hanging on the wall. I know where it's at at all times. <laughs> and your wife's like, the pictures. <laughs> you left the pictures. They're on my phone. They're, they're, okay. on, the, they're on the cloud. Right. Just give me my guitar, there please. Libby? I have a hope chest. It'd be really heavy, but <laughs> I'll take the whole thing. You could do it. Because I would, I'd have so much adrenaline. I'd just be able to like lift it up out of my basement and just bring it with me. It has my life in it. Yeah. Awesome, Kat. This is a hard question for me because I'm um, I'm one of those people who's I'm not a saver. I don't like to collect things. I don't like I like pictures. I love pictures, and I have them on my phone. And those I should probably do something with. That's more meaningful. But I feel like they're just things and. As long as my daughter and my husband are out of the house, I'm set. Vic, I'll get a Diet Coke out of the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> Just to cool Something to off. drink while I call 911 and watch my house burn to the ground from the road. <laughs> uh, okay, excellent, excellent. Thank you. Dennis, 
If you could travel back in time to one day in your life, would you go back to re relive a great day or to fix a bad day? Golly, that's a tough one. I don't think really that I could fix a bad day. Like I think, and I think I would just relive it and think, overthink it. I'd like to relive a good day. I think that'd be better. I, I like to focus on positive. So, I mean, yeah, there's bad days I'd love to fix, but in the end, they make you who you are. Yeah, Courtney. I was kind of same as Dennis. I, if I think about back to the moment that I would change, I don't think it's something that I, I have the power to change. So yeah, I would definitely go back and live a good day. Yeah. live a good day over because it like like they've said it's um those bad things that happen make us who we are and sometimes way down the road it turned into a good thing that you didn't see in the moment but later on you see that it actually was a could have been a positive thing awesome Libby? i'd relive a good day and i have all the same comments it's like, what choice did you have at that point? I know. I'm like, fuck this. You guys are so dumb. You should totally fix mistakes in the past. You should go back and make sure you don't fix the bad day then. <laughs> um, okay. But I, I do think there's something to be said for going back. And, you know, there's there's all that. Everybody has that moment where, oh, I wish I wouldn't have said that. Or I should have. Should have stuck up for that kid at recess, yeah. or you know, whatever. You know, those. I don't think any of us would fix those huge life changing moments, you know. But but there is something to you know making something right or yeah, whatever. But I agree. Relive a good day. Okay, we're going to shift into to a couple of questions that really get at why we're doing Lead in Davis and and our and our mission and our goal to really uh, take ownership for our own development um, as a district. We want to provide space and and you know opportunity. But ultimately, it's up to the participants, right, to, to make the meaning or make the most out of it. It's not meant to be, to be a sit and get and just pour it into your brain. And now, you look, we, we give you all this training. Like all, like all things in education, it, it's up to you. So um, these, these last two questions really get at our purpose. So uh, to begin, uh, question number nine, what would you change about public education? And Kat, I want you to start. What would you change about public education? What I would change about public education is right now, I've actually pondered this quite a bit, and I just the supports for the emotional needs of students right now is just so in your face. And just to be able to have the resources that all of these kids need um, would be what needs to be changed. If we could pour those resources into the school psychologists and the school um, counselors to help with the psychological things that we're seeing in our in our schools um, so that uh, kids can just be present to be educated um, because even parents are having a hard time with making that happen from the home front. I feel like that's our current need right now. Yeah, yeah, Courtney. I think more consistency for our kids with special needs, um, finding a way for them to be in their the same school for the entire duration of their elementary peer, um, period so they can transition to junior high with their same peers. Um, I'd like to see some more support for our special needs kids and then also something for our teachers. There's so much going on right now for our teachers that 
we need to find ways to support them and bring morale up. Um, yeah, finding a way to do all those things. Dennis? Mine has to do with resources too, uh, but more like the people resources. We're, we're short, we're just thin. Um, and I think, you know, if I, if I had my way with everything, the stigma or not the stigma, but the becoming a teacher, entering into education wouldn't be like a byword or like a like somebody just says, oh, you're going to be in education. Well, you're going to be poor the rest of your life. Like, nice job. Uh, or like you tell someone you want to be a teacher, honestly, like you're planning on being disrespected or marginalized in like, at least in like in overall society. They'll say, oh, I respect my teachers, but. Do they put their resources and their time and their decisions where their mouth is? No. It's good to say it. Uh, I don't think I could change that, but I do think getting more people, good people, keeping them around, if I could change that, I would do that. Awesome. Libby? Yeah, and I, I agree with all of what you said, but um, we need to value the people that we are investing our time in. And I value comes with we need to pay our people more money we need we need to show them not just we care about you because you're doing a good thing for kids it's the respect I think that they'll feel if our profession because it is I think just as prestigious as a doctor or a lawyer but that is not what that's not what it feels like and um, I wish that we could somehow just up the wage in a big way, but I know that would take a lot of tax money. Yeah, <laughs> Dan, but, it, but it would help a lot of things, right? Yeah, can I add yeah. something? Yeah, I um, wish that some of the educational decisions that are happening at the state level, if, that they would go out and interview more teachers, oh, more yeah. administrators, For the sure. people who have their boots on the ground, if they could get their insight as to what we actually need instead of what they perceive as a need. That would really help. And I think at some level, we need to inoculate ourselves at every level, right? As, a, as an administrator, you need to remember what it was like to be a mm -hmm. teacher. As a teacher, mm -hmm. you need to remember mm -hmm. what it was like as a student. As a district uh, employee, I need to remember what it was like at all of those levels. And we're kidding ourselves if we think we just do. Uh, we, we have to consciously go there. Libby? Yeah, I can't remember what I was going to say now. So I had something profound add to your <laughs> tell me what you're saying again it was just state state level decisions yeah and that input. I, something i saw this year especially we got all these extra funds but we couldn't use them for the things we needed we had so many stigmas you have to use this pot of money for this specific thing when we needed something else and we weren't allowed to spend our money on the things that our particular school mm -hmm. needed yes okay and this is, this is the last question from this section. And, and again, keep in, keep in mind the filter of Lee and Davis. Um, the final question, what would you change about yourself? Not suggesting that we think you need to change anything about yourselves, but mm. in the context of what we're doing. Courtney, what would you change about yourself? I think being able to jump into those critical conversations, um, that's one of the, the things I kind of started out this program, feeling... A little weaker in and throughout the course of Leiden Davis I I had more opportunities to have those conversations and feel like I've I've developed myself in that area but that's something that I'd like to continue to 
to work on. Dennis? I feel like I could, I, you know, I, I would change a little bit about how I work with others, not in the people I work with every day, but like making sure that I'm checking in and see what other people are doing. I do that, but I feel like I could do better at that. I get my best. I got my best ideas. I felt like when I was an ELA coordinator, I'd go from school to school. And I'd see this teacher do this awesome thing. And I'd go to the next school and be like, you won't believe what this teacher was doing over there at Creekside. Like they were doing this thing. And it was so cool, right? And like, I feel like if I knew that about other administrators, what are they doing in their school? Or if I could swap places with them for a week, let me just go be in your spot, you be in mine, or shadow, whatever you do. Um, that kind of thing, I think I could, it would benefit everybody, I think. So that's something I'd like to change about myself, at least be more proactive that way. Yeah. And to add to that, I got to do that a couple of weeks ago, go work in a school for two days. And I learned so much in those two days that I think everybody should have the opportunity to do that. Remember Troy Wood talked about doing that in his hospital, having, yeah. you know, yeah. walk yeah, in their shoes. Created. How many of us walked away from that? Um and didn't even think about implementing that in our own space because we're, we're it's a rat race, right? We're we're always going, going. Hey, uh, do you guys have you know a day to give to do custodial work or to you know it's that's tough. It, we're inhibited by you know we get in our own way probably. But what a great opportunity that'd be. Mm-hmm. But but answer the question. Oh, okay. <laughs> so um, I need to slow down. I get a lot of ideas and even. When somebody asks me to do something, I just do it right away, and I don't let it digest. And sometimes I work – I'm so efficient that it becomes a <laughs> not being efficient because I didn't take the time to really think about how I was going to perform the task. There are some things that you can do like that, and it's just quick and done. But there have been a few times that I should have just waited a night and let it settle, that it wasn't so immediate that I had to handle it, but – I like to check off my list so when I go home, I feel done, and there are things that need more time. That's a good one. Awesome. That is good. Yeah. Uh, I would say, um, beginning with Leedon Davis, you know, I always felt like I had good relationships with people, but having uh, interrelation really talked about and doing some self-reflection on it, um, I found that I needed to slow down and... Uh, get to know people more on a personal level instead of rushing through the day. Got to do this, got to do this. Like, slow down and see and hear and know the people that you're working with. Okay. Awesome. Let's get to work on that then. (laughs) Okay. Uh, uh, Administrator exchange program. Yes, exactly. (laughs) We we will create that forthwith. Um, So, uh, final question, and we've used the time well. Um, our time is short, um, but but this will take a minute. And I want to I want to kind of throw it out to the group, um, and not start with anyone in particular. You're free to jump on it how you will. Very similar to question nine, but the question nine was kind of a magic wand question. What would you do to change education? This question is, what are you going to change in education starting tomorrow? And it, it gets at this idea of. You know, we go to training and we do training. But at the end of the day, what are you going to do differently on Monday morning? You know, what does that look like? So I'll throw it out there. I have an idea already. But this is something I I thought about before. And I was talking with uh, Justin Whitaker about it yesterday. Um, He's really, really good at positive conversations with kids. Like, I thought I was the best. I I mean, I have, like, pretty a lot of confidence. So 
I do. I thought I was really good at it because kids would always be like, Mr. Ray, you're the best. And then he came and they're like, Mr. Whitaker, you're the best. So I started watching him to see what he does. Um, and he's he takes a minute to really know kids, but not just in the hall. He'll call them to his office and have a conversation with them every now and then. So we were talking uh, yesterday and we decided that we're just going to find a way that we get every student in our office for a positive meeting at least twice a year. If we can get in with every administrator, that would be great. Um, but we're just going to start and get as many as we can in there. Just bring them down. Give them, I don't, you want a treat? You want some water? What do you like? Tell me about school. What would you change? It's like just conversations with kids. It goes a really long way and I think it'll be a, it'll be a cool experience. So that's something that I want to start like now. Courtney. Um, mine would be expressing gratitude. We all, some of us have been moved for um, our new placements for next year, and it's been kind of a reflection process on me thinking back on you know, all of the relationships I've built in the last three years and um, the expressing appreciation for my teachers, for the people that have helped me along the way, and even, even our students. Um, they do such amazing things, and it, to be a part of their lives and, and see how they grow and all the things that they do. I think I want to start um, just showing a little bit more gratitude to everybody that's kind of been in, in my circle. Um, I would say you guys had really good ones. <laughs> kind of want to steal yours. Steal away. Yeah. Just uh, making that uh, connection with students where just because you're going to the assistant principal's office does not mean that you're in trouble. Say <laughs> <laughs> that fix 20 that. times a day. <laughs> yes, just to fix that. Um, I, yeah, I think I'm going to steal yours and, and start making that move because that's definitely would make some positive changes. How many times I've went into an, a classroom to get a kid out of class, a little class goes, ooh. Yes. Mm -hmm. yes. We could be student of the month. You yeah. don't know. You don't know. You don't know. <laughs> And like probably not. <laughs> bring probably your not. stuff, yeah. Tommy. Bring, <laughs> bring your, your bring your backpack. It's student of the month. You're not yeah. coming Next back. Month. <laughs> you won't be back. Yeah. Uh, something we've started, and I've seen a huge change in the culture at our school is we actually do. Uh, my principal and I got our food handlers permit. We worked in the kitchen so much last year. We had a lot of problems and. Um, that was eye-opening. I can cook beans and I can, so I can totally <laughs> like round up all sorts of dishes for you. But um, I'm out at recess with the kids with the orange vest on. We are in the classroom teaching instead of our teachers teaching, just showing that we're more than just the assistant principal that does all the discipline. And um, the kids know who I am and they know that I'm a person, um, beyond just the principal. So that, that's something, but another thing, and this is more on the academic side, um, is using data like transparently. I want, I want everyone to know where everyone's kids are in every subject. So we're starting this right now and it's really scary for a lot of teachers. Um, but it's happening and we're doing it K through six and the teachers are getting comfortable with being uncomfortable. And 
it's because it's not about you. And that's what we're really trying to drive in is it's not about you. You do what you do, but we're doing this for kids and we need to know how to change their lives. And we can do that through data. Yeah. Remember President Mortensen saying that from Weber State, it's not about you, it's about the mission. You know, it's it's about it's about what you're what you're about. So excellent. Well, it it has been time well spent. Um, I wanna thank our guests uh, for spending the time today. Uh, Libby Jacobson, Dennis Ray, Courtney Geisler, and Kat Pomeroy. Thank you. Thanks for, Thanks for being us. with us today Thank in our you. Lead in Davis podcast. I think we've put a lid on it. <laughs> <laughs> for sure.